And we want to welcome you this morning right here in Durban to all those in Belito. Oh, come on, Durban, let's keep welcoming all those that are in Belito this morning, those that are watching on YouTube, Facebook Live, those watching on Faith TV, Belito TV, listening on the podcast, Seno FM. Come on, it's a great day. This is the day the Lord has made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it in the name of Jesus. And while you are all still standing this morning, I want to welcome each and every one of you, and we have some very, very important guests with us this morning. I maybe want to call this our National uh, uh, Day of Correctional Services Day, where we are so honored this morning to have the correctional services represented. And I want us to welcome them, some great men and women of God who are serving our community. Welcome. Uh, You're going to keep clapping because I'm going to list some of the the very important uh, uh, officers and, 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 and members here this morning. We have the Acting National Commissioner of Correctional Services uh, 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 this morning. Come on, let's give them a great big welcome. Uh, Ms. Tobak Harley. We've got the National Regional Commissioner, uh, D.C. Kenneth Mtombe. We've got the Director of Spiritual Care, Reverend Dr. Menzi Katini. Um, and then in absentia, we're welcoming the Acting Area Commissioner, Durban Director, Makaya. And then the Area Chaplain of Durban, Reverend Bongani Shetslawa. What an honor for us to have you all here this morning. We, we thank God for you. It's our greatest, greatest, greatest privilege. Um, and to have the Acting National Commissioner, so it's a great honor that you've taken the time today to be with us. And I really pray God blesses you all with tremendous wisdom, favor, strength to make a difference in our correctional services, to help those offenders, to see them restored, to see God's hand work in their lives and through our correctional services. So we honor you all. Come on, let's give it a one big... God bless you. Great to have all of you here, the officials this morning. God bless you. And come on, we're really here to celebrate Jesus. So come on, let's give it one more time up for the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords in Jesus' name. You may be seated. Great to see so many of you in church and there in Belito. I have a meeting with you this week on Wednesday evening. I'm looking forward to that. And we're going to talk about divine restoration and recovery. I started a series last week called Living from God's Vantage Point. I want to call it Advantage because when you live life from God's vantage point, you have the advantage. John 16, the Bible says that in this world you will face tribulation. We are all going to face trials, challenges, setbacks, hurdles in the road. But Jesus says in Him you have peace. Be of good cheer. I have overcome this world. And so what it's saying to us is that in Christ we are overcomers. We are no longer under the weather. We are over things. You can't walk around saying, I'm under the weather today. No, you're the head, not the tail. You're above only, not beneath. You're blessed coming in and you are blessed coming out. We've got to get rid of this negative mindset and this negative confession. Oh, Durban's a tough place. No, Durban's the greatest city in South Africa. If you're a person living in Durban, you've got to say it's the greatest city in South Africa. If you're working at Westville Prison, you've got to say it's the greatest prison, uh, correctional facility, excuse me, in South Africa. We've got to change our outlook. We've got to live life from God's vantage point. In Amos chapter 9 verse 13 in the message translation, it says, yes, indeed, it won't be long now. God's decree, God's promise. Things are going to happen so fast, your head will swim. 
one thing fast on the heels of another. You won't be able to keep up. Everything will be happening at once and everywhere you look. Listen to this. Everywhere you look, blessings. Blessings like wine pouring off the mountains and the hills. I'll make everything right again for my people, Israel. I'm encouraged when I read that word. I'm encouraged when I see what God is doing. Yes, four months ago, we faced the most tremendous and, and, and horrible riots in our city's history. But we've been saying since the beginning of the pandemic, nearly 24 months ago, that we're going to come out stronger we're going to come out more blessed. We're going to come out more on fire. We've been declaring that what the enemy intended for our harm, God will turn around for our good to save many people alive. And we've still got to see that God's going to do it suddenly. Suddenly. God is going to interrupt the clock. Suddenly. God is going to interrupt the calendar. Suddenly for your breakthrough in Jesus' name. I mean, you're not fighting for victory. You're fighting from a place of victory. Jesus gave us the victory 2,000 years ago. So I want to talk to you a little bit this morning. God orchestrating your breakthrough and how you and I are going to have to trust Him. God is in the business of turning bad situations around. When Jabez prayed the prayer in 1 Chronicles chapter 4, he said, God, would you bless me? He didn't stipulate to God how he should bless him. He didn't stipulate to God in what time frame he should bless him. And he didn't stipulate to God who God is going to use to bless him. He just cried out to his God and said, God, would you bless me? God, would you enlarge my territory? God, would you put your hand of favor upon me? And the Bible says, and he says, will you keep me from evil? And then the Bible says, God granted him. What did Jabez have that many Christians don't have today? A total trust in God. I don't know how God's going to give you a breakthrough. I don't know how God is going to bring divine restoration into your life. But you've got to look past man and take the limits off and look unto God, who is the author, the finisher of your faith. You've got to start saying, listen, God, I'm not even going to be into religion. I'm going to be desperate for you. I'm going to become desperate for you. So I want to talk to you today. Who? How? When? Who's God going to use to deliver you? How's God going to deliver you? When's God going to deliver you? In 2 Kings chapter 5, reading from verse 1, it says, Now Naaman, I couldn't get away from the scripture. I listened to it earlier in the week when my pastor preached on it. And I couldn't get away from it this whole week. Now Naaman, commander of the army of the king of Syria, was a great and honorable man in the eyes of his master. Because by him the Lord had given victory to Syria. He was also a mighty man of valor, but a leper. Amazing scripture. Here is a man called Naaman who's got favor in the sight of his commander. He's esteemed highly, he's a notable man, but he's got a small problem he's got leprosy. Leprosy was a terrible disease. Many people died from leprosy. His back was against the wall. You know, if you had leprosy in biblical times, you would have to walk around if you came near anybody and say, I'm unclean. 
You would almost have to go into isolation like people have had to go into isolation throughout this pandemic. The Syrians had gone out on raids and had brought back captive a young girl from the land of Israel. She waited on Naaman's wife and then she said to her mistress, If only my master were with the prophet who is in Samaria, for he would heal him of his leprosy. And Naaman went in and told his master, saying, Thus and thus said the girl who is from the land of Israel. Then the king of Syria said, Go now and I will send a letter to the king of Israel. So he departed and took with him ten talents of silver, 6,000 shekels of gold and 10 changes of clothing. Then he brought the letter to the king of Israel, which said, Now be advised, when this letter comes to you, that I have sent to Naaman, my servant to you, that you may heal him of his leprosy. And it happened when the king of Israel read the letter, that he tore his clothes and said, Am I God to kill and make alive, that this man sends a man to me to heal him of his leprosy? Therefore, please consider and see how he seeks a quarrel with me. And so it was. When Elisha, the man of God, heard that the king of Israel had torn his clothes, that he sent to the king, saying, Why have you torn your clothes? Elisha, the man of God, says, Please let him come to me, and he shall know that there is a prophet in Israel. I want to stop there for a second. We've just had municipal elections. And yes, we need political parties to operate in our nation. And yes, we need our service delivery to improve. But if we're going to see proper healing and total healing in our nation, we are going to have to turn to God. We are going to have to turn to God. A political party is not the answer, although we need Christians in political parties. A president is not the answer, although they are appointed by God. We need to turn to God. Jesus said He is the way, He is the truth, and He is the life. And I want to tell you this morning, it's time that we put our trust in God again. It's time that we put our hope in God again. It's time that we put our belief in God again. Listen to me this morning. I'm so excited with the initiative that the Commissioner of Correctional Services has gone into partnership with Pastor Utt and CRC so that we can make a difference in our correctional services. Because people are turning back to God. To see God set our, sit, our city and our nation the right way up, we have to put Him first. We have to put Him first. And we need bold men like Pastor Art. We need bold men of God who will stand up unashamedly and say that He will see that there is a prophet in Israel. He will see that there is a God in Israel. Now, this is where it gets interesting. Then Naaman went with his horses and chariot, and he stood at the door of Elisha, who is the man of God's house. And watch this. Elisha doesn't come out. It's important. I'll show you in a moment. Elisha sent a messenger to him. How many of us have missed God's restoration or missed God's blessings or missed God's breakthrough because it wasn't dressed or packaged the way we thought it would be. Well, you know, if, if only I can get to that person and they can pray, lay hands upon me and pray, then I'll be healed. Really? God will use who He wants to use. 
Elisha sent a messenger to him saying, go and wash in the Jordan seven times and your flesh shall be restored to you and you shall be clean. But Naaman became furious. How many times have we become angry in church or around church because the package isn't what we wanted? Naaman became furious and went away and said, Indeed, I said to myself, he will surely come out to me and stand and call on the name of the Lord his God and wave his hand over the place and heal the leprosy. Are not the, I can't even pronounce those words properly, but are not the Abana and the whatever, the rivers of Damascus, better than all the waters of Israel? Could I not wash, them, wash in them and be clean? So he turned and went away in a rage. I came to church to be blessed. And you know what? Uh, the, the pastor wasn't dressed the way I wanted him to be dressed. I, I came to church to be blessed, and, and I couldn't find a decent parking place. And I came to the church to be blessed, and, and the worship team was too loud. And I came, and, I, and you leave here angry, and you miss what God has for you. You refuse to be part of a home cell. You refuse to be part of a ministry. You don't need, listen, you're missing on what God's got for you. He went away angry. He went away in a rage. And his servants came near. Thank God for faithful people. Thank God for faithful friends. And his servants came near and spoke to him and said, My father, still respectful, if the prophet had told you to do something great, would you not have done it? If, if the man of God told you to come onto the platform and he told you to do something great, would you not have done it? How much more then when he says to you, wash and be clean? So he went down and dipped seven times in the Jordan, according to the saying of the man of God. And his flesh was restored like the flesh of a little child. And he was clean. Naaman, a great man. An honorable man. In the eyes of his master. A mighty man, but yet a leper. Listen, family, I want to say this to you. We've got to be committed to the journey. It's not just about the destination. It's the journey. I was thinking about it this morning. Today is my spiritual birthday. I've been serving God 28 years. I got saved 28 years ago today. No, we praise God for that. We thank God for that. I've been saved 28 years. But I want to tell you, I had like this epiphany this morning. If I hadn't been saved... If God hadn't touched my life, maybe the roles would have been reversed and I would be sitting in one of your facilities and you would be helping me. When the acting commissioner came into the lounge this morning, I thought, oh Jesus, is my past catching up with me? Then I have to quickly put it in there. I was adventurous when I was younger. I'm still young, but I was a little bit more adventurous in, the, in other areas. Where would I be without Jesus? If God didn't come into my life in a small little church office when two grown men knelt before me and offered to lead me to Christ, where would I be? Where would I be? Oh, I thank God for His grace. I thank God for His mercy. I thank God for His goodness. I thank God that amazing grace, amazing grace 
that saved the wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. I'm blind, but now I see. And guess what? It probably wasn't packaged the way I wanted it to be packaged. When those two grown men knelt before me and said, okay, Glenn, we're going to lead you to Jesus, I burst out laughing. Why? That's disrespectful. But all that was going through my mind was, I don't even know if God is real, number one. And number two, if my friends could see me now, what would they say? But the moment I prayed that sinner's prayer, the moment I humbled myself, the moment I said I can't live with this emptiness any longer, I've tried the party life. I tried the sporting life. I tried the business world. I tried all these things that they never could complete me. And there was always this void on the inside of me. And I've learned that I've got to be committed to the journey. When I gave my heart to the Lord, the peace that God that surpasses all human understanding touched my life. It wasn't religion. Like a Joseph, I had to be committed to the journey of being put in the pit left in Potiphar's house, stuck in a prison, a correctional facility, before God could take him to the palace. And I want to say it again this morning, don't miss your breakthrough because it doesn't come packaged the way you expected it. Don't miss your breakthrough because it comes through somebody whom you didn't expect God to use. Listen, family, God will use whomever he chooses. I said this last week, God takes the nobodies and he turns them into somebodies. He takes the ordinary and he does the extraordinary with them. He takes the people that are genuinely surrendered to him. He takes the people that are committed to him. He takes the people that are hungry for him. He takes the people that will yield to him. He will use people you won't expect. He will use people you won't expect. He will use churches you didn't expect him to use. When we bought our first building in Umgeni Park, I remember flying on an airplane next to an older minister. And he looked at me. Our church was four years old. And he looked at me and he said to me, Brother Glenn, and he looked down at me. He said, Brother Glenn, he said, you're starting to make it. He said, you shocked a lot of people. Not many people thought you would make it. And I looked at him again. I said, Pastor, <laughs> it wasn't my pastor, it was another pastor. I said, who were they? Because I knew he was one of them. Listen to me today. With God on your side, with God on your side, if God is for you, who can be against you? Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. With God, all things are possible. I want to tell you today that your best days are ahead of you. The best days of the city, the best days of our nation are ahead of us. The best days of our correctional facilities are ahead of us. We can see those facilities empty in Jesus' name. As revival sweeps across this land. But don't miss it because it comes through somebody you didn't expect. For Naaman, it was a woman of a different race. For Naaman, it was a woman of a different culture. For Naaman, it was a woman of a different belief system. For Naaman, when he came to the man of God, the man of God sent his servant. Verse 10, it says, Elijah sent a messenger, go and wash yourself in the Jordan seven times. Your breakthrough is not always packaged the way you want it or expect it. 
for Joseph's brothers in, and the nation of Israel in Egypt. Genesis 50 verse 20. I'm not sure which one do you want. Don't miss it. Because it comes through somebody that you don't expect it to come through. You see, when you're trusting in God, God can use anybody. When you're trusting in God, He can use a raven. When you're trusting in God, He can use a rock to provide water. When you're trusting in God, He's God. He's God. I was in a crowd recently, and, a, and there was a queue, and a lady was complaining, and she said to one of the other ladies, do you know what time I woke up to come here this morning? And I thought, you know, lady, you're speaking with such disrespect towards somebody else. Do you know what time that that lady came to serve you? Do you know what time she woke up? Why do we always judge people on the outward appearance? Why do we look at the color of their skin or, or whatever it is or what clothes they are wearing? Why don't we become the people that believe the best about other people? Why don't we become the people that are uplifting other people, encouraging other people, strengthening other people, refreshing other people? Let's look past the color of somebody's skin. People say, but you're a white man. You insult me by calling me a white man. I am not a white man. And you might look at my complexion and say, but then you're a red man. I'm not a red man either. Because when I got saved and gave my heart to Christ, 2 Corinthians 5, 17 says that you are in Christ. You are a new creation. Old things have passed away. I am a Christian man. I'm a Christian. I am in Christ. My identity is not in my race. My identity is not in my culture. My identity is not in my upbringing. My identity is in who Christ says I am. I'm just packaged differently. I can't help it that God packaged me good looking. Oh, you've got to have a good self-image as well. Don't be shocked who God uses. Whom God uses. Don't miss it because God wants to use a person of a different race, a different culture, a different social status as yourself. God uses whom He chooses to use. The second thing I see here is don't miss your breakthrough because it doesn't come how you expect it. It doesn't come through whom you expect it. It doesn't come how you expect it. I mean, God says to Naaman, listen, I want you to go and dip yourself in the River Jordan seven times. Naaman, who is a notable man. Naaman, who is well-respected. Naaman, who is insulted that the prophet sends a servant to give him an instruction, who walks away angry and full of rage. How many times have we missed what God's got for us? Through this COVID season, oh, we don't have to go to church anymore because we've got online church. And I understand some of you are stuck online for certain reasons. But, but I want to say this today. If you are watching on Faith TV, you're watching on Belito TV, yes, we're using these channels to reach you. But the truth is, it's time you get off your blessed assurance and get thyself back into the presence of God because there's no substitute for the corporate presence and the corporate anointing of God. It's time you get off your blessed assurance and get to a CRC church near you. If you're old and you, but you can't be old unless you're over 85. Or you are limited because you're in hospital or whatever. I understand, but please, my brother, my sister, it's time to get back. Time to get back into the presence of God together. 
God does it His way, not our way. God does it the Frank Sinatra way. I will do it my way. I am God. You're not God. And he says to Naaman, go dip yourself in the Jordan seven times, no matter how silly it looks. Don't let pride stop you from receiving your breakthrough. But Naaman became furious. Went away and said, indeed, I, I said to myself, he will surely come out to me and stand and call on the name of, of the Lord his God and wave his hand over this place and heal the leprosy. <laughs> I mean, I can go wash myself in a pool. I can go wash myself in another bath. I can go wash myself at home. So he turned away and went in rage. And then his servants came and said, My father, if the prophet had told you to do something great, would you not have done it? How much more than when he says to you, wash and be clean? Something simple. Something simple. You know, the Bible says in Matthew chapter 6, if you've been a Christian longer than two weeks, you've heard the scripture. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Seek first the kingdom of God. And his righteousness. Righteousness speaks about right standing, which comes through professing your faith in Christ. But what does seek first the kingdom of God mean? You see, the kingdom of God and the kingdom of heaven are two different things. The kingdom of heaven is a place that if you are born again and you receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, when you die in this world, you'll go and live in eternity in the kingdom of heaven. It's a factual place. In the presence of God for eternity. The kingdom of God is God's way of doing things. So Matthew says, seek first the kingdom of God. Seek first the way that God operates. And God still operates on the foundation of His Word. Even though it doesn't make sense to us. Your breakthrough comes as you seek Him, as you worship Him. I mean, the psalm, psalmist writes in Psalm 47 verse 1, Oh, clap your hands. The psalmist writes, clap your hands. Got to watch the time. He doesn't, shout, he doesn't write, oh, clap your hands, some of the people. I've never been in one of these happy, clappy churches before. What, what kind of church have you been in? Sad and sour. Huh? I mean, when I travel, sometimes people say to me, you don't look like a pastor. And I say, what do pastors look like? But you don't dress like a pastor. How must a pastor dress? Huh? He says, oh, clap your hands. All you people. Clap your hands. All you people. Then he goes on and says, shout unto God with a voice of triumph. Oh, come on, they're in your home. Clap your hands, all you people. You're all the people. Shout unto God. Come on, you can do it this morning. Come on, jump to your feet for a moment and give God some praise by clapping your hands. Jump to your feet this morning and give God some praise by shouting. Shout unto God with a voice of triumph. Shout unto God with a voice of triumph. Shout unto God with a voice of triumph. Shout unto God with a I know what's happening in some of your minds. That's crazy. That's crazy. I'm a conservative person. Really? Come, bring me your finger, and I'll put it into the plug here, and I'll pour water upon you, and we'll see how conservative you are. No, we, 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 we're so conditioned in a certain way. 
I invited somebody to church this week, and he looked at me and said, I was brought up in such and such a church. We are conservative. I said, really? You just don't know your Bible. Come on, let's be really honest this morning. Most of us don't know the Bible. We know the newspaper. We know what's on News 24. We know what's on fake book. And we know what's on Twitter, but we don't know what's in the B-I-B-L-E, which is the book that you and I need to study. Because the Bible says, do not be conformed to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is God's good and perfect will. It's not about your will, it's about His will. And your breakthrough comes His way, because He is God, you are not. I was exactly like you. I used to mock the church, and I used to mock the Christians. When I went to a hospital and they said, oh, what, what's your religion? I'd say Christian. But, but then they would say, oh, you're born again Christian. No ways. No, 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 born again. Uh-uh. You know why I was scared of born again? Because I didn't know the scripture. I mean, I was brought up in a Christian home. I was made to go to church. I was an altar boy. I stole the communion wine. And it was real wine in those days. When I put money in the offering, I used to take change out. More than what I put in. Now we've got security. Because of my experience. I was religious. But that day I gave my heart to Christ, something happened here. I can't explain it to you. It was like a weight of of burden. Heaviness was lifted from me. When I stood up off that chair after these two men prayed with me i said guess what they said what i said i'm going to go into the ministry i'm going to preach the gospel i'm going to tell body people that there is a jesus that loves them there's a jesus that saves him oh god is real i'm going to say it again clap your hands all you people shout unto god with a voice of triumph oh come on there in belito oh come on just for a moment clap your hands clap your hands what i'm trying to say to you is Don't miss your breakthrough because it doesn't come how you expected it. Worship is still part of the way that you're going to get your breakthrough. Coming to church to worship Him, listening to the Word, studying the Word, gathering together, tithing. Tithing. Oh, don't swear in church, Pastor. I'm not. I want my breakthrough, yes, but do it God's way. Do it God's way. He says, honor me first. If you honor me, I'll open up the windows of heaven and pour out more blessing upon your lives and you cannot contain it. I'm telling you that there is a blessing waiting for those that will honor God first. There's a blessing waiting for those that will get back to worship. There's a blessing waiting for those that will begin to study the word again and allow the word to wash over them. There's a blessing for those that will get back to purpose. The moment a church stops focusing on lost people, it loses something. The moment Christians stop focusing on soul-winning purpose, they lose something. God will do it His way. Don't miss your blessings because it doesn't come how you expected. Closing, I want to say don't miss your blessings, your breakthrough, because it didn't come when you expected it. Four months ago, after 14, 15 months of lockdown and where we've served the community, fed the community, blessed the community, sacrificed for the community, we had the riots. And they trashed our building. But pastor taught us to pray Psalm 91. 
right in the beginning of lockdown. Remember those meetings we had, those communion meetings online in the week? He taught us through Psalm 23 that the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want that God will protect, guide, keep us, and help us in difficult times. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod, your staff, they will comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemy. Surely, goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. Surely, wherever I go, I can look behind me for goodness and mercy. Why? Because the Lord is my shepherd. Why? And we saw how they came and they ransacked our building. I said this last week and I'll say it again. Psalm 91 says, a thousand may fall on your one side. They partially burnt down that building. And 10,000 will fall on that side. They burnt that whole building down. But no harm shall come near you. I want to tell you that there is a God in heaven. I want to tell you that He loves you. I want to tell you that He's got great plans for you. We don't know when your deliverance is coming. We don't know when your breakthrough is coming. But I want to tell you it's coming. God is faithful. God is for you. God is with you. He'll lead you. He'll guide you. He'll provide for you. He'll strengthen you. He'll sustain you. But we have to get back to God. Galatians chapter 6, and I'm closing. It says, let him who is taught the word share in all good things with him who teaches. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. For he who sows to his flesh will of the flesh reap corruption. But he who sows to the Spirit will of the Spirit reap everlasting life. Now watch this. Let us not grow weary. I know some of you are tired. I know some of you have been through a lot. Some of you on the other side of the camera. Some of you watching on Faith TV, Belido TV. You've been through a lot. But Paul encourages us not to grow weary while doing good. Don't stop doing good. For in due season, we shall reap. If we do not lose heart. Pastor, when's my due season? I'm not God. But it's coming. Do not grow weary in doing good. For in due season, you will reap your reward. It's coming. Then it goes on and it says, Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all especially to those who are of the household of faith. Come on, family, it's time that we keep worshiping. It's time we keep honoring God, keep serving God. And as we carry on and be faithful, God is orchestrating our breakthroughs. We have to stay in the race, get back into holding on to His promises, get back into the purpose of God. We have to be like a Jabez and cry out, God bless me, God have all of me. Have all of me. I want you to stand with me this morning. Here in Durban, there in Belito, those watching on television, Facebook, YouTube, wherever you're watching from. You didn't get to church by chance this morning. 
God promises us in Jeremiah, come worship team. 30 verse 17, I will restore health to you and heal you of your wounds, says the Lord. I really believe that God is about to give you victory over your enemies. If God is for you, it doesn't matter who is against you. And if you are not on God's side, it doesn't matter who's on your side. God's deliverance, His restoration, His recovery is your portion. But we mustn't miss it because of whom it comes through. We mustn't miss it because it's not packaged the way we expected it, how it happens. Or it doesn't come when we expected it to come. God will give you in this season prosperity, victory in the midst of adversity. It's the same word that saves you that God uses to deliver you. And whatever the enemy stole is coming back to us, but much greater. Pastor, I declared it over our churches as a move of God that 2022 will be a year of many, many breakthroughs. But we have to position ourselves in His presence while every head is bowed, every eye is closed. Nobody moving around for a moment. You've come here this morning. You know about God, but you've never surrendered your heart to Him. You were like me. Maybe you've been in church many times. You knew all the religious protocol. But there was always this emptiness inside your heart. Listen, today is the day of your salvation. All God wants you to do is say yes to Him. He knocks on the door of your heart, but you've got to open up your heart to Him. And then He'll come and sup with you, fellowship with you. That's what the Bible says. For years I longed and yearned for something that would bring me peace and joy and purpose. And I found it 28 years ago, the day I humbled myself. Maybe you're watching on television. They're in Belito this morning. I don't know where you are and what you're going through. Maybe you once made a commitment to Christ and for whatever reason, you've wandered away from God. Other things became your priority. Finally, this morning, maybe if you were to die right now, do you know that you would wake up in His presence? Do you have that assurance of faith? If not, I want to pray with you. While every head is bowed, every eye is closed, nobody looking around. That's you this morning. God is speaking to you. You've never given your heart to Him. You have, but you've wandered away. Or you don't have that assurance of faith. Give me the privilege to lead you in a prayer this morning. All I'm going to ask you to do at this point is slip up your hand and say, yes, you're talking to me. Pray for me here in Durban. Bless you. Thank you. Bless you all over this place. Bless you. Bless you. Bless you. Come on, slip it up high. Unashamedly, right at the back. Bless you, sir. Bless you, ma'am. Thank you. Bless you in the middle. Thank you. Bless you over there, over there, over there, over there, over there. There's a stirring in your heart. That is God speaking to you. Say, yes, you're talking to me. Bless you. Bless you. Bless you. Bless you. They put down your hand once I've seen it. They're in Belito. Come on, slip up your hand. Say, yes, you're talking to me. Pray for me. Include me in that prayer this morning. Slip it up. Faith TV, Belito TV, Facebook, YouTube. Come on, slip it up. In your lounge. You haven't yet raised your hand. Listen carefully. You haven't yet raised your hand, but your life is not right with God. It doesn't matter where you've been. It doesn't matter what you've done. If you haven't yet raised your hand, quickly slip it up now. Say, yes, you're talking to me. Pray for me quickly in Jesus' name. Quickly, quickly. Bless you, ma'am. Thank you. Bless you. Thank you. Bless you, bless you, bless you, right at the back, bless you, bless you, bless you, bless you. Anybody else, bless you, up the front here, bless you. Anybody else, bless you, bless you, bless you, thank you. Thank you, put your hands down, thank you. I want you all to look at me, please. We've got other things planned for the service in a moment, but this is the most important part. Whether you're in Belito or here in Durban this morning, you raised your hand, or you should have raised your hand. I know we're still in a pandemic, but we do these things with all safety protocol in place. If you raised your hand or you should have raised your hand, I want to pray with you a personal prayer like somebody had the courage to pray with me. So I'm going to ask you to pick up your personal belongings quietly, carefully, maintaining social distancing. Slip out of your chair, whether you're right at the back, 
in the middle wherever you are and come meet me at the front there are places marked on the floor where you can stand come on come quickly unashamedly come on give your heart to christ come back to him this morning come on come quickly come on come on there in belito come on come come on you raised your hand you should have raised your hand come on come on us just help us come on many 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 Come on, keep clapping, CRC. Come on, come on. Come on, Ashes. Work with me, man. Come on. Come on. Come on. You want to get, come on. You raised your hand. You should have raised your hand. Come on. Right at the back. Come on, come. Come, come, come. Come on. They're in Belito. Come on. You can have my heart. You can have Listen, listen, listen to me. Come on. There was many more people that raised their hands here in Durban. This has got to be the atmosphere of faith that we have. This is the atmosphere of faith. We get people right. Get the sound right, Shane, please. Don't mess it up in the altar call. This is the most important time of our lives. And we're not going to see the breakthrough we need without God being the center of our lives. The most important person in our lives is God himself. And he sent a way of deliverance, and that person's name is Jesus Christ. Whoever calls on his name shall be saved. If your life is not right with God, God is not the priority of your life. I want to pray with you. So I'm going to ask you, here in Durban, many more raise their hands. So I'm going to ask you, come on. Maybe you stepping out will cause your friend to come. Maybe you say, your friend, walk with me, please, because I'm a bit uh, nervous. Then walk with your friend. Come on, your love, your encouragement will help them. Come on, one more time. 30 seconds here in Belito, here in Durban. Come on, come quickly. Come on. God loves you. We want to pray with you. Come on, come. Come, 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 come. Come quickly. Come on, come. There were more at the back. Come on, come, come. Come on, come, in Jesus' name. Come on, come, come. There was more. There was more. There was more. They're still coming. Clap, 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 clap. Come on, your love, your encouragement. You can have my Come on, come, 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 come. There's more people. There's more people. Come on, come. God loves you. 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 Come on, come. Come on, come. Come on, come on. Come on, come on, come on. Come on, come on, come on. Come on, there's still more. Come on, come, keep clapping. Keep clapping, CRC, keep clapping, keep clapping, keep clapping. This is an operation. Come on, one life will change another life. All those lives will be changed. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Come on, come on. Listen to me. You know, I apologize for the sound. Not conducive to what we're doing. It breaks the atmosphere. But this is the most important thing you could ever ask. You don't know when you're going to die. But you're going to die. Maybe it's not what people want to hear, but without Jesus, we're going to spend eternity away from God. I still know there are people that are wrestling with this decision. How do you know, Pastor? Because I know. I'm not here to play a game to preach a good message. You all walk around and say, oh, great message. But if we're not touching people's lives. So I'm going to ask one more time. If that is you this morning, even if you come from the correctional services. I did a wedding the other day. I did an altar call at the wedding. People said to me, why? Because maybe one of the waiters don't know Jesus. We don't know. Do it at funerals. Why? Because we don't know who's at the funeral that doesn't know Jesus. If your life is not right with God, please, I beg you one more time. Don't clap if you can do nothing. Don't even sing. Just come quickly. Come on, walk with a friend. Say, walk with me, please. I know there's a stirring in my heart. God wants me to get right. Come on, come. Please come, quickly. I've taken a bit too much time, but come, quickly, come. Come quickly, help me so I can pray for you. Quickly, there in Belito. 
Come on, come quickly. Last person. One person, two people, three people. Step out, man. Come on. Just come so we can pray with you in Jesus' name. Quickly. Quickly, come. Come, 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 come. I'll guarantee you one comes, three will come, four will come, five will come. But you've got to come. You feel that stirring? Come. Come. Come in Jesus' name. Come. Come. Okay. I can't force you, but I pray that you move. What a privilege, what an honor to pray with you. Put your hand upon your heart. Let's pray this prayer together. Simple prayer. Pray with me. Say, Dear Lord Jesus, I believe that you are the Son of God. You died for my sins, that you rose from the grave to give me life. And I ask you, Jesus, to take your rightful place in my life as my Lord and my Savior. I am forgiven. I have got a great future. I ask you to guide me, guard me, and to keep me. In Jesus' name, amen and amen.